Hey, all you cool cats, it's me, it's me, it's SG3 over here live with Chilling with the Rejects. You're not chilling with SG3, Tony the Kid, and old man RJ. To the right of me, it is Tony the Kid. Introduce yourself, brother. Hey, what's going on now? This is, you know, we've done this. It's been a while since we've done this, old man. And I think we're going to bring it back just because of the new things that's come on board with the DC Universe. That we got to talk about this, man. This chilling. It's good chilling time right now. So let's get into it, old man. What, what's up? How you doing? Actually, been been good. We just got done doing the radio show a while ago. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we are on the radio, two one six the net. And well, of course, it's been a while since we've done a good old fashioned sit down with Tony the Kid and Old Man RJ and even SG three over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're gonna be talking about you know um, what we could do with the Gunverse as it is. So that's true. Yes. How, like. Why are we talking about the Gunverse? Is my question to you. Is I, what makes it important? It makes it important because it's going to be the future of DC. So this episode today, it's going to be about the future of DC. All right, where are we going to end up with the new version of the Gunverse? Mm-hmm. I, I think at this point we got to title it that way because we just got the Snyderverse slash WB Discovery type of verse, whatever case it be. And the fact that how things have been going with over there in DC Universe, it's been very, very difficult. It stopped at six seconds. Why? I don't know. It stopped. Oh, it's been going. Well, I'll edit it. I'll edit it. All right. So with the whole DC thing, it's been very difficult to see where they really want to end up. You know, mm-hmm. and I think with a lot of rumors and all this kind of stuff that's been going on, it's it's good and bad. But then again, also, too, it's just more or less of the executives on where they want to envision the D.C. future. Right. So why we wanted to talk about it, because what we I think both you and I, we want to give a good stamp on the good start of the future of D.C. We want a good start. We're really, really pro D.C. because, yes, we're good fans of Marvel. Um, we like what they've done so far, but we also want to give fair shot to the rest of the DC universe, right? Yes, it's kind of like uh, okay, we'll put it this way. Uh, for those of you who are born in Illinois, um, and grew up in Illinois, there is one way to put it where you have two fandoms that are very big Facts. in Illinois. Yep. You have the Cubs, you yep. have the Sox, right? And sometimes the Cubs will be, you know. We have won championships with the Cubs. We won championships with the Sox. Facts. Us Chicagoans, we love to have that. We want a championship team. Doesn't matter where it's from, but we want to be, you know, we want both sides to grow. Yeah, agree. Agree. That way we have bragging rights. Yeah, exactly. In DC and Marvel, we've seen Marvel thrive yes. like crazy. You know, they've Correct. risen to higher heights. Um, they set a standard. Let's yes. put it that way. I agree. And the thing is, we know DC could do better. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like when the you have, is yeah, there. it's like that one teacher that sees a kid that, you know, he has the potential to exactly. go out there and be something. Right. But the kid just can't figure it out. Can't reach that goal. Yeah. But we know we could give you the proper steps, the proper rules to get to that point. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, and it kind of goes from that. Even at that SG3, since you're kind of on board right now, you being, you seeing Batman versus Superman. And also to Justice League. You were hyped up, ready to go to see this fan favorite film of yours to kind of see where it goes. And what did you get? Anger. Thank you. Upset. But you want to see you want to see it shine. You you know it has potential. I'll tell you like this, man. When I saw it in theaters, 
funny story. So I was it was dating my ex at the time, and we went to go watch. I think it was like even opening night. We went like it was during the week. Mm-hmm. We went during the week, and something. I'm I'm not the kind of guy to go to the movies during the week, really. Right. But for this movie, I was like, we gotta go. It's Justice League. I, I hyped this up for her. I hyped this up for myself. Like I was going crazy for this. And out of the blue, when the movie was done, she's a five foot person, so I'm about five nine. She's about five foot. I had my pop. We had a little bag of popcorn because we went to a local movie theater. So you know, again, they didn't have buckets. They just had little bags of popcorn. And I had my bag of popcorn. My arm was like halfway, like basically ready to throw a fastball at like like a pitcher. She had to hold on to my arm, and she's like, "Hold on, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just, I'm pissed." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I've been pitching this again. This is now I'm 33 now." And she's like, and "She's like, why are you mad?" I'm like, "You gotta understand, I've been visioning this in my head for 20 years. Facts. I've been putting this in my head for 20 years, and what I got was trash. Right. And because of that movie, I honestly have been afraid to watch." Superman versus Batman. I've been afraid to watch so many DC movies. Exactly. When I heard that the Snyderverse came out and it was a four-hour movie, I was like, do I dare? Mm-hmm. I was so timid. I was terrified. I'm like, man, it's do I dare? And and when the Snyderverse came out, it's it did a lot. It so, did a whole big difference compared to the first one. Right? Absolutely. And so I feel that if you were gonna have like the Gunverse kind of trying to implement right you know the Snyderverse, go for it i mean james gunn is a brilliant man agreed he's he's been very well with guardians of the galaxy yep. it wasn't um it wasn't people really seen in comic books like they knew of guardians of the galaxy it was a fan favorite type of you know comic book stream but a lot of fans i, I think we can kind of agree they weren't really the it guys like it was when it came to iron man captain america whatever so for james gunn to give it a fun favorite film just sets the standard where you kind of see where he's going forward with he revamped the suicide squad he's done well with suicide with done well with Guardians of the galaxy he's been in many different projects of course and peacemaker as well too heck of a series i was just about to mention that actually you know what i mean so he's he has a good rapport he has a good track record now the fact that he's in charge of dc you gotta give him a good stamp a good stepping stone to move forward so right now in this episode particularly we want to give hopefully some ideas on where you can start off where we can start the new justice league the new dc verse and where it can end up being successful because they have a good 10-year plan right but what's going to be the first set films to start that 10-year plan what's going to be there so do you want to go first, or should you let me? Uh, why don't we do like we normally do? You go yeah. one, I go one. I go one. one. Okay, yeah, very good. Because Fantastic. I always like, I like that. that. I always like that idea back for us, where we go back and forth and, and we see critique. how. Yeah, like we see, we have SG three over there. You can give a feedback to, like, right. what he thinks, how it would, uh, how would it work for yeah. us? Agree. So, do you want to start off, or you want me to start off? Oh, you know what? Let you start off because I know where you're starting off. But I like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I understand where you're going. Yeah. And I want to like, okay. Um, not criticize you, but, but he, more like bullshit. You want to criticize no, me, damn it. I want to, I want to <laughs> like what you're going to do. Yeah. I feel like I could do something with it. Oh, okay. I got you. So I, I want to hear what you're doing and I want to input my idea of what I could do with, with what you're doing. Fantastic. So, so your first film for first film, obviously you're going to start off with blue beetle because at this point right now, that's already in stamp coming up this year, in yes. 2023. Okay. 
So to start off your James Gunn verse, the rest of the films you can't go nowhere with. You can't go nowhere with Wonder Woman. I mean, well, um, Aquaman that's coming out. You can't go nowhere with Flash. You really can't go anywhere with um, what else coming out? Shazam. So at this point, you're trying to revamp a lot of things. So the first film that you want to set in stone is Blue Beetle. Would I change the change the release date? I would. I would change the release date with Blue Beetle, make it the last film of the year to start off with, and basically say to fans, this is my film moving forward in the James Gunn verse. What I'm going to do is, is basically introduce Blue Beetle, but I'm also going to introduce the whole storyline moving forward. You want to start off with Martian Manhunter being the existence. Because if we're really looking at this, Blue Beetle is a out of space type of endeavor and realizing that there's a lot of characters in the Justice League that come from outer space. One being Superman, one being the Martian Manhunter, one being Apocalypse. The key yeah. thing, right? Really key thing. And that's one thing you want to do. The the uh Thanagan Thanagarians who are, if you guys don't know, Hawkman and Hawk Woman, and there's different type of their storyline. The either ancient Egyptians or they're in from outer space. Their own their own tribe, planet. Right. Yes, that's actually I always loved the outer space story more than I did with the. I love that too. Egyptians because the outer space one had a really good storyline within the Justice League cartoon. Facts, facts. But I'll let you get back to what you're doing. But yes, I. That's what I mean. You involve them. You definitely involve the Green Lantern Corps. So you mention them because now that this is my thing with DC. With DC is that you own all of your content. So there's no limit to how much you can say or what you can say about your characters compared to Marvel. Marvel really can't mention too much about Hawk, the Hulk series. They can't mention too much about Spider-Man unless they get permission and any other characters. So at this point as DC, you're already one head step of the game. You own all of your content. If you may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the one thing I like about what you just mentioned, DC does own the rights to all their characters. Mm-hmm. DC, you had the ability back then. Now you have it even more. Facts. To be able to explore. Expand. Yeah, expand not just within. Um, Earth like, characters or yeah. whatever the case would be. And also what I'm also going to input right here is you don't have to like, okay, I'm going to make Aquaman right here, but debut Wonder Woman a few days later and they don't have to interact. No. Facts. You could mash them into a movie where it's mentioned they probably the Amazonians and the mm-hmm. Anantians at least meet at some right. point. At some point. Same but thing mentioning with, uh, in the story yeah, just gives mentioning. it mentioning it within the story just gives fans more in, in, intriguedness of what's going to happen in the next story. You already are planting seeds. You're yeah. planting seeds that eventually will end up growing to fantastic, beautiful plants. Just plant the seed. Put that in people's mind. Holy crap. They mentioned Hawkman and Hawkgirl. They mentioned their race. Tanagarians. Let's watch. Let's continue to watch the series to see if they come out. You don't got to have them come out right off the bat. No. But mentioning them just gives them the respect, but also I, gives a, a general fan of intrigueness. I'm just going to add this, man. My thing is, I feel that because we've been wanting a Justice League movie for a long time, and I feel that the main reason why Justice League came out and they did what they did, which was personally, in my opinion, it was a bad storyline. Facts. Main reason why is because they're trying to compete with Marvel. 
Facts. Right off the bat. Don't compete with Marvel. No. Marvel's been doing this for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel's been in the game for for what? Ten it took ten years to, ten make, years. to make that re, to make that movie. Endgame and all the good stuff. Right, just, just 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 the Avengers movie. It yeah. took ten years to make that movie. Right. So then at this point you're trying to do ten years of work and what, three hours, four hours? Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't rush it. I agree with you. Start off with Blue Beetle or start off with who's gonna be the helm. Of your of your of your Our new uh Justice League. Yeah. Who, who I would it? say is Blue Beetle will be their spider the Marvel Spider Man character. Fan friendly to everybody. The kid in the team, but also not necessarily in the team yet, because Blue Beetle can start off with your Teen Titans. Yes, Titans is actually gonna aim into right. Titans um, is already a good yeah. series, but if I'm not mistaken, Titans is not involved in the storyline. DC wants to have separate universes, separate storyline for those universes, which makes things a lot more intriguing. A lot more intriguing. And that's everybody. why when you mentioned Blue Beetle, Beetle mm-hmm. the first thing that came to mind is, okay, I like this because even if you, you know, Titans is on HBO Max. Right. Okay, you can't do Titans. Where do you go to then? Exactly. Young Justice. Yes. You see, and vamp you, and involve that storyline yes. into what's going to be and the new Gunverse. You have Aqualad, you have Blue Beetle, oh my God, Kid Flash. you have Kid Flash, you Wonder have Girl. Wonder Girl, Dude. you have uh, Dick Grayson starting it off yes. before he becomes Nightwing. Right. And you could input them as they're young. Right. Uh, they're up and comers, they're the sidekicks, and like. Uh, Red Red Hood. Um, right. Yeah, Red Hood. Red Hood. No, not Red Hood. Uh, not Red Robin. No, Green Arrow's partner. Um, I forgot his name. No, it is Red Hood. Is it? Red Hood. Yeah. No, Red, 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 Hood Arrow. Red, Arrow. Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Sorry. So Red Arrow is like. <laughs> so many character names. Yeah, Red Arrow's like, <laughs> I don't want to be known as a sidekick anymore. Right. He's like, y'all want to be sidekicks? Cool. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of that team. Exactly. Imagine these kids trying to work their way to get the approval of, hey. Right. We don't want to just be teen titans anymore. We are, we're not teens anymore. We're younger right. now. We're a little bit adults. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we part of the higher table? Facts. We have just as much of the importance as the rest of them. Yes. Agreed. And that's why I would like if they focus on um, making Blue Beetle. Yep. You think that would be like, oh, well, Blue Beetle is going to be part of Justice League. No. Right. Blue Beetle is opening up Young the Justice. The door. So here's my thing with that. So with Blue Beetle, you're j- we're going to get an origin story. All it is is just an origin story about Blue Beetle. But in that movie, you what you want to do for the future Gunverse is to introduce the others, introduce the Green Lanterns, mention the Tanagarians, which the individuals be the Hawk, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, of course. <laughs> mention the Martian Manhunters, okay? Mar- mention the, the the Martians in general that they um... exist, the Kryptonians. Now you ain't gotta mention Superman, but you also understand or what that if you do Krypton. Well, possibly, possibly. What yes. if Superman now that? And I'm just gonna put it this way. What if Superman is part of American history? So he's part of a class, Blue Beetle, the kid who's learning Area it. Area 51. Yeah. He's in Got school. It. The kid's in school learning all these, like, history things that are going on. That's good. And Clark Kent, not Clark Kent, but they talk about the battle that Superman had. Facts. Because American history is going to be very important now that you're implying superheroes within it. And, and Area 51 is a big key key point to the storyline because you're going to mention the Blue Beetles because we also know that in the storyline of Blue Beetle that there was that origin of Blue Beetle first one that occurred and he found some type of thing whatever case to be and him searching and doing his digging whatever he found it but now that the newer character which is going to end up be what's going to be helping the story 
takes on the Blue Beetle mantle. So he's not the first one. He's the second one that came in the story. So the first one could involve the Area 51 type of standard. Where That's why you hear the Martians. That's why you hear the Kryptonians, the Hawkman, Hawkgirl, the Denegarians, and the Lanterns. You hear all this stuff. And you know what you could do to make it very interesting? Why not? Okay, here's one thing I've seen. Like, whenever you have a superhero that takes over at their superhero's role, mm-hmm. uh, you had, um, like, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man starts off with, like, the history, just the beginning, of, like, a little glimpse of who uh, the original Hank Pine was, you know, Correct. before he became, the before pin. I went to the new guy. Yep. <clears throat> Why not here, instead of just it being just a glimpse, mm-hmm. what if Blue Beetle original, we get, like, a good amount of screen time of him as Blue Beetle before it's transferred to the new kid, this would be different because... It would be different. I think the only problem is that it has to be involved... With this new movie, you're involved, this movie is really based on Jaime Reyes, right? Yeah. So it's really based on that. But I think with this film, you're going to have to be kind of like what you've seen in you know, a lot of storylines where they give you the present day, but they also show some glimpse of the past day. So I want to say it, it's this film is going to be a lot. The similarities is going to be a lot of the Ant-Man series. I agree with you. It's going to okay. give you a lot of similarities of what occurred to the first Beetle yes. to now what we're going to get now to the present Beetle. So it's going to be a lot of stuff in the mix of that storyline because what we got with Hank, with, with Ant-Man was they gave you the, the past Ant-Man, but it entwined you with the Starks. So obviously you got the story of the Stark. As well as the rest of the military stuff, Captain, uh, which eventually be Captain Britain or whatever case it be, Agent Carter, and you got a lot of the mixes in there. So that's what this is. This film is going to feel like it's going to feel like an Ant Man type of film because it's mixing the storylines together. But it's it's basically giving the blueprint of what's going to occur for the future. So that's why I want, that's going to be the big thing. And at the end of my film, at the end of my film, if you really want to start this off with Blue Beetle is going to be introducing Wayne Corp. Now, you're not introducing Batman because what we don't want to see is another origin story of Batman in the future for this new Justice League. We don't want to see a, a, a freaking origin story. We've already seen it. We've gotten in already with the Patton, you know, then why not Twilight have series. Blue Beetle be friends with the kid that doesn't tell him his name? And the kid throughout the whole film is a side... Like out there helping him point by point when he doesn't even expect him to be there to help him, but just kid shows up at the right time. I agree. And then when the movie comes to an end, mm-hmm. and the you know uh, Blue Beetle, the actor, the character asks, um, Jaime Reyes, you know yeah. Jaime Reyes asks the guy who's been helping him all this time, like, what's your name? Oh, I, I never told you my name, huh? Is Dick Grayson or Damien? Or Damien. Now, th- I agree, but it also just what the problem with that would be is it it kind of takes away the the limelight of Jaime Reyes. It takes away with that. We want the highlight to be on him. This is his film, his his storyline moving forward. That let the highlight be on him. But what I what I would change and what I would name and why I would name drop Wayne Corp is basically Wayne Corp donating to the school. Donating mm. because there was a big a big battle with Jaime Reyes as the Blue Beetle and in the school, destroying the school, whatever case it be. But for some reason, Wayne Corp donates a shitload of money and revamps the school. 
Now, why in the world would Wayne Corp donate money and, excuse me, fix up mm. this particular school? Now, we all have... know, we all that's the thing. We're finally going to be getting Batman at his best. I am the detective. I am two steps ahead of what's going on in the world. I heard about your story. It hurt. It was very interesting. And I already know who is the Blue Beetle. Jaime, I know you're the Blue Beetle. That's that's Batman at his best. Yeah. He knows before anybody Without knows. Without even saying anything. Exactly. Donating to the school. That's all you need to know. Exactly. All you need to do by him donating to the school just tells me he's already in the story. He's already trying to listen to things. He's already being detective and one step ahead like he's always has been in the cartoons that we watched. Oh, I've heard about you before. I've, I've read your story. This occurred, blah, 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 blah. This is the thing. This is where Batman understands where it's going, and he's already planning. Yeah, some he's way, already shape, like, keeping an eye on it. Exactly. I like that. I like exactly. That now, what would be your first, old man? Now, we talked about mine. What's your first movie? What is my first date? Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Damn, man. We were 20 minutes in. Who All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, my first movie would be called Superman, The Man of Tomorrow. <laughs> I started off with Superman. Yes. Okay. Why? Because why he, not the man of today? Well, oh, because ooh. his that's a actually lot, a good idea. Good idea, but that's a lot he, of codes. Yeah. With that. yeah. The reason why I think uh, I want to start off where DC messed up mm-hmm. in the first place. Okay. Superman's supposed to be a focal point, and at some point um, after Man of Steel, they kind of like just stopped believing in Superman because he wasn't a cash cow. Mm-hmm. That's where you messed up. You got to make people believe that Superman could be worth just as much as Batman. Look how, why uh, Iron Man got so much mm-hmm. uh, money. Look at, you know, Thor. Mm-hmm. Marvel didn't say, oh, well, Thor is just, you know, he's this or that. He's not going to be as big as Iron Man. No. Right. Thor has nearly, what, four movies now. Facts. Iron Man had three. So did, uh, they finally did a Black Widow movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is going for the third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing is when Superman is supposed to be your main superhero mm-hmm. from day one of your comics. Right. That means you should get focused to the man that put your count, your company on the map, on the map. But even then give homage to the first superhero that ever lived in history of in life is yeah. put this point right now. The first superhero was Superman. And you even had like movies already with them. Cartoons. Cartoons. Yes. Everything. So why are we not focusing on? Why are we not praising his work? Yeah. Why are not we giving him the limelight? That's what I was thinking about. It's like he deserves the limelight. He deserves to be your focal point of, you know, I'm the leader of Justice League. Where, you know, even if Batman scares the shit out of me, I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's true. It's true. It's exactly it. Even though Batman scares the bejesus out of me, right, Alex Garcia? Uh, Alex the (laughs) one, right, right? Uh, Why why am I, you know, he's scaring bejesus out of me, but I'm the it guy. I'm the it guy. Right. And, of course, James Gunn is talking about Superman is not going to be already, like, an origin story or anything. And I'm cool with that. Right. Keep some aspects of what you had with uh, Man of Steel, where he is already in Metropolis. Right. 
He's working with Lois. Right. Or yeah, he's getting to that. He's getting to he's that. He's getting and, to that. And Man of Steel, he was getting to that point. Right. Yeah, right here, he's already working with it. Exactly. But my deal is make him that guy that was clumsy as hell. Mm-hmm. Just for the, you know, just to keep a disguise. I didn't like the fact that everybody knew him. Yeah, I know him. Exactly. You know him. Exactly. You know, keep some mystery yeah. in there, you know? Because it made it more fun to watch how did he escape from, like, oh, Lois is in trouble. But that's exactly. That's what made Superman. The very first one with with, uh, Reeves, right? Yeah. I forgot his name. Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. What made it more interesting is that he kept his secret identity alive. Like, he he made, he let Lois Lane fall down and him still being Kent. And as she was trying to prove a point that I know you're, I know you're him. But like Lois, are you okay? But it was really him that came down real quick, showed up, help her out, save her and, life, and save her life, and then all of a sudden come back about and still play the character of I'm still Clark Kent. Or like show out later on with hot dogs, exactly. like hey, I brought you hot dogs. What yeah. happened? You know, like, we need that goofy. We need that goofy standard of Clark Kent. It needs to be. It, it rene- resonates with a lot of the fans. And the other thing I want them to bring back is the fact that you know. I would love for him to interact with his Kryptonian father and mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that, you know, he should be able to go into like Fortress of Solitude. Yep. And have that type of conversation. You know, conversation. Like, who is this? Why is this person here? Yep. Uh, you know, should I be worried about them? Right. What is this green crystal that just did this to me? Exactly. I think in the sequel, just like they did in Batman Superman, mm-hmm. I think he should already be aware of Kryptonite. Yeah. So my deal is, for him to have Lex Luthor as your focal villain. He's not your... You're not going to fight him. No, no, right. no. Right, right, right. Luthor is going to be focal villain. Mm. But right here, I want Metallo. 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 And an army of Metallo soldiers yeah. to take on Superman. Okay. Because Metallo could be all built with... He could fly. He could be strong, depending Facts. on how they create him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the guy who was like a soldier... When there's a storyline where there was a guy who was a soldier, mm-hmm. he got injured, nearly died. Right. And Luther and somebody else created him into Methylo, where they transferred Metallo. his brain to the right. Methylo body. Right. So I'm like, that would be a good way to do this. To start off for Joshi yeah. to be the first villain for him. Yes. Really, basically, the main villain that fights against him. Yeah, I agree. Imagine that a battle like that? Yeah. So then, as you go along in the movie, you know, and you're looking at Methylo versus Superman and all that, uh, you get like a little help from a like a, a nice little help from a guy who's flying an aircraft and he's mm-hmm. shooting people down and stuff and he's help you know he's taking these robots on. That could be Hal Jordan. Okay. So that's your little introduction to Hal Jordan being Green Lantern. Okay. So that's my first introduction. It's first you have Superman doesn't get discovered. A uh, Bruce Wayne is mentioned in the film, but not like he's not going to appear in it. He's okay. mentioned. There's like something about Wayne Enterprises having to do with Luther. Okay. Or he bought the Daily Planet like he yeah. did in the comics, you know? Okay. And then Gotham is also a further state from, he's not in the same city. He's not he's in the same in state. Ca- he's in California while Metropolis is in New York, right? Yeah, like Chicago, New York type of thing. Okay. And then also the one side character I want in this movie to actually make an appearance and turn into a superhero okay. is Barry Allen. Okay. Now, how do you make that happen? I feel like as the movie's going on, mm-hmm. Barry Allen will be introduced with what's happened with Metalo and everything. Like, he's a criminal investigator. Okay. That was sent to Metropolis to investigate some murders and stuff. Okay. As he's doing that, you know, 
a little thing going his name. on. You hear his name going around. You're yeah. like, you're trying. Already fans are putting two to two together because it's like, you're hearing Barry Allen. It's like, that's going to be Flash. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And probably he doesn't get the Flash powers. Nope. Or unless it would be cool to see him transform into Flash. But what if he's already the Flash? Mm-hmm. Just like in the Snyderverse, he's already the Flash. Mm-hmm. He shows up here because probably he has a feeling that somebody is helping Luther that he's aware of. Okay. Give So basically giving the Flash more credit of being a little more intelligent in this storyline, a little yes. more. And more okay. of a, like, not just like some guy in a little garage pick pointing things. No, mm-hmm. he's exactly what he should be like. And he was in the show where he's actually, um, what show? The new Flash show, the one that's already ending. He's a C, oh, like yeah, an Flash investigator. On CW. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So that's my deal. Is he's okay. in helping investigate crime, and yeah. he's just out there. Suddenly, him and Superman had to take on all this army of Metallo at the end of it. Okay. Number so that's my uh, number two. That'd be your first two. start off with the film. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Oh wait, hold up. All right. So, what are the questions you got? So, I mean, uh, for my, I, that makes sense. I, um, I like where you're going with it because it's it's giving a d- good direction for Superman. Mm-hmm. But that's why I put Blue Beetle because we already know what's going to come out in the year of 2023. Blue Beetle's yeah. coming out. So, the first stamp of the Justice League is going to have to be helming with Superman. I, I, I'm i agree with you on one step in that direction that you got to give Superman the more of the story development of all characters that you got. You got to give him the main focus within Justice League moving forward. That's the only key piece that's been missing in this past freaking franchises. The key piece is Superman. He's that guy. Give us the Clark Kent. Give us the Christopher Reeves back in the day Clark Kent version. But also give us a badass Superman moving forward. You want to give him the parents. You want to give him his issues Man. Keep his parents alive. I'm trying to ah, Jonathan Kent die all the keep time, those right? Kent's alive. Yeah. That, that, this is my yes. So now, who do you get to play Jonathan Kent? Oh, know, that's the thing. Any old white guy. I mean, there's, there's plenty of them. There's or plenty of them. Why not? Since he's adopted, it could be a. It could be. It could be American dad, like could Denzel be. Washington, and some hot white girl. Not gonna lie, to have Denzel Washington being a cat. That would be Can dope. you imagine how crazy There's that so would be? much wisdom. There's so yeah. much wisdom in Denzel's he could be a eyes. Football coach. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. Why, I mean, it doesn't have to be a white guy no more. True, true, true. Nowadays, true. you know, that's what makes Kent understand more. Facts. He grew up with Denzel. Denzel's his dad. Right. Dude, who wouldn't want Denzel? Who <laughs> wants Denzel's your pops? Come on, Denzel. Be one of our pops. Man. Adopt the dads, man. Just saying, man. Just saying. Denzel's badass. All around. That's to him. You got to probably. Even, if you don't get Denzel, then get Tom Hanks. True, Ooh, true, shit. true. Tom Hanks also has true, a dad. True, true. Hey, man, give him the version of how he did in the movie that you like. That you sort of. Uh, 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 Road to Perdition? Yeah. Give oh, us that, that version be... of Tom Hanks. I think that'd be pretty yeah. well. Yeah. So here's Kent teaching uh, Clark. You know, here's Jonathan teaching Clark all these things that he has to learn. Right. You know, growing up. Of course, he can't teach a kid how to shape. So he has to help him understand, like, hey, since you're made out of this, what if we put something to help you like trim that beard down. Like Facts. he learns that he uses his x-ray vision in the cartoons to do it. Correct. So probably that's how he's like, okay, look at the mirror mm-hmm. and let's see if that will help you out. And he uses the mirror mm-hmm. toward angling at his beard and it's just okay. shaves it off. And he's like, okay, you don't need that to shave because you heal right away. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you look good. You know, it'll help you out. We learn yeah. how to shave you. So 
I think that's the one thing you can have with Jonathan Kent is that guidance that you need for Clark to True. be, yeah. uh, like, you know, keep him from, one, getting out of line yeah. as a hero, yeah, but also as a human being. Okay. No, so, that makes sense. That does make sense. That's a good storyline. I mean, it's kind of similar to mine. Similar to mine. Similar. All right. I like it. I like it, old man. Good, good start you. off with. Good start off with. Well, of course, we always have to have some way to start off. <laughs> I like the Blue Beetle, though. I, I'm just... In my mind, it's Blue Beetle is the opening of where we're going to start. Facts. But if I was to like go from Blue Beetle, what is the, the actual... Next the next steps. That's gotcha. what I was trying to say. Is gotcha. Blue Beetle is the opening, but what is the hero you want to really implement? Critical point of everything. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So moving on to mine, everybody, because I got to put on mine. My, my second movie that started off with the Gunverse, and I agree with you, Superman is my next... My next film See? that I will start off with the Gunverse. You gotta start off with Superman. What are you shaking your head for? That should be because I wouldn't. You want to start off with that? No, man. Because you know, look, dude. And I listen. I get where DC guys a hundred percent. But my thing is, why only focus on Batman and Superman? Why not bring them in later? I mean, I see your point of mm-hmm. view. Yeah. But instead, let's bring in Aquaman. Let's bring in Wonder Woman. Hell, let's bring in um, let's bring in Cyborg. True. True. Well, that's my thing. I think at this point, you you want to start off with Superman because we got a great storyline to what occurred with Zack Snyder in Cyborg. I'm just saying, what occurred with Snyborg's story, Snyborg, Snyborg, Snyborg that's a story. Huh? Yeah, that's a Snyder <laughs> version. It, exactly. Yeah. It's Snyder's Cyborg. So it's Snyborg. Put it all together. But you got that version, and I'm I'm just saying that was a badass storyline. When Zack Snyder did his special for HBO Max and the his actual version of Justice League, we got the perfect version of what Cyborg is mm-hmm. and what he meant to the team in DC superhero version. That right there, I wouldn't I think that's why I wouldn't want to go that route because it's untouchable. That story is fantastic. He told it to perfection, in my opinion. So in my mind, I just got that story. I want something different. Give me something different. I think because, and answering to SG3, um, right now, we want to, of course, we just got rid of Superman. We haven't had a good Superman film in a while. Right. We're about to get Aquaman, so it's hard to replace him once we just had him. Correct. And we still just got done with 84 Wonder Woman. Fact. Bad taste in my yeah. mouth, but okay. And so, in my mind, is you had to start somewhere to uh, kind of like a building block. Give you the hype for the rest of the characters. Yes. You start building it little by little. We've Titans already introduces with Hawkman, Hawkgirl, or yeah. not, not, or uh, Blue Dove, yeah. Dove, and uh, what's the other girl? Oh, the other thing is Dove, Dove, and uh, Hawk, Hawk and Dove. Dove and Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove. You got some other characters that we've got introduced, Wonder Girl, all that kind of stuff like that. So it's like you want to start something. Yes, we've heard, but a key point to start something fresh, right? Yeah. So that's why I want to go with Superman because we had because the fact that Man of Steel was great, and the fact that you, if you're telling us as fans, oh, man, the one only one thing I loved about Man of Steel was Krypton. Krypton was beautiful. On oh, the fight oh, scenes and watching Superman fly, like the way they did that. Russell oh, Crowe was even better. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Um, so with that being said, it's like we got all that, yes, but it's been so long since we've actually gotten a proper Superman. And the fact that, yes, fans want Henry Cavill as Superman. So give us something to 
give our attention away from Henry Kevill. The fact that, yes, you've you made a decision not to bring him back as your main Superman for your particular version of DC. So it's like, give us something else then to start us off with something that gives us hope, which I think was the reason why Superman was created as a superhero for hope for something better. Who better than the hope man himself, Superman? Mm-hmm. So shout out for that. Big blue. Big blue. That's right. Now, my storyline goes as we are starting in Superman's year two. Clark continues to learn from his Kryptonian roots, okay, because he understands them. Throughout the film, he saves a lot of people in multiple disastrous incidents like floods, storms, earthquakes. So they're obviously he's in the newspaper. Superman exists. Superman saves people. But there's really not a really good picture of him that they've caught. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Lois is investigating because it's not it gives us Lois. Lois is investigating LexCorp in a possible corruption scheme. Gives LexCorp in there, but doesn't really give us Lex Luthor just yet. Doesn't understand that. LexCorp, LexCorp is a sponsor for Daily Planet, a sponsor for the Daily Planet, which some which has some political input as to what the Daily Planet writes or don't write. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So in your in your in your film, mm-hmm. who would you put as Lex Luthor? Oh, good, good damn thing, man. As long as you don't have the same guy that played. No, it. no, 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 no. I'm no, definitely no. not. I'm definitely getting away from Elberg. My bottle pop. <laughs> <laughs> definitely getting away from Elberg. But my understanding, my my thing was my person that I think that would be helming this character per, to perfection is. Elsenberg that plays Magneto in the X-Men series. Oh, the newer one. Good. I like him. If you give shave his head ball and you get yeah, I think it's his name, Elsenberg yeah, or something like that. Fensenberg or something and... like that. Fensenberg, something like yeah. If you get get him, he is so mentally, physically in point of just getting you off your direction. Just I saying, we even looked him up, Paul, didn't we, for Mr. Freeze one time? I think so. He, but you want him for, as Mr. Freeze, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I want him as Mr. Freeze, but because that was a badass story that we had from him as Mr. Facts. Freeze. Yeah, but also him as Luther wouldn't be a bad idea at this point right now. Starting him off with that. Listen, know? man, I, I, you know me, I, I already have like my favorite actors and stuff, and if I was to choose one, James McAvoy. He's even, oh, he's even good too. I agree with you. Yeah. Imagine him going evil. I mean, I he, he basically did. If you think about it, watch him in, in and Split, Split and Split in Glass and all the movies. He plays. He plays a. a the crazy right. thing is that his his rapport is out of this world. He can go from a crazy person, psychopath, to a a the woman character that he did in Twenty One, and also just and Split. Oh, yeah. My God, that dude I mean, is crazy. dude. If you just watch Split, yes. like the fact that he busted out all twenty three personalities. His on resume camera, is just off boom, the roof. Boom, boom, Damn. and not a single thing was shown. And from Split, goes and plays in, in It Chapter 2. Facts. Trying to be the hero. And then starting the stutter. Like, yes. I literally thought he had a stutter. I man. actually thought he had a stutter blind. Yeah. yeah. I agree. He, I agree. I like that Michael Van, uh, James McAvoy would be pretty badass, too, as Luther. Facts. It's like, that's funny, right? Because, okay, you got either Magneto or Professor X. <laughs> as <laughs> so two true. main guys that could Facts. pull that off. I got one more. 
Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, got, he's got the bills for it, Damn. man. Just build, just put him bald, shave him. He's really not even about to get him work out or whatever case it be. That's he, he, he wants, he wants, yeah, for he's it. already got it, but he wants to be more of the actor than he is compared to anything else. And being Luther would be a good space. They don't make him crazy. Let's make him Luther like he was in the animated series where he was smart, a businessman, mm-hmm. but he just had jealousy of Superman because Superman had the one thing that Luther can't have, and that's just superpowers. Facts. Now, continue on my story. Mm-hmm. My my storyline with that be Lex Corp. It has come across an employee who has an accident, which turns him into my villain for the movie, Parasite. Uh, which one's Parasite? I heard Parasite is so too, Parasite though. goes on a killing spree, sucking the life out of its victims. Oh, That's so what Parasite does. Takes the life source out of a particular person or thing in order to gain power. Imagine him against Superman in there a movie. You go. And with that being said, it, it goes to show that how is it that he can take so much power away from him and, it, and for Superman to kind of gain his power back? How can I overcome somebody who takes away my power? What if Superman almost takes to the point where he's almost dying and somebody who knows him has to carry his ass all the way to space, knowing that he needs the power of the sun to revive. Right. Well, I think that's my thing, though. You really have to understand that he himself already knows that the sun draws in the power. So the more of the sun that he can absorb, the more powerful he can gain. Probably. And to get power back, basically, heal faster. So that's our thing. But what Parasite is... The key factor that I like about Parasite being your first villain is in how is it in your year two, it just goes to show his smartness and how can he tr- strategically plan against a villain. Like that. It, it gives Superman an opportunity to grow in that perspective. Yeah, because Superman is not dumb. I mean, he should... he's really not. He's oh. not a dumb person. He's smart. So give us, and I think that's what's kind of let loose, let go in the last characters. Where is the intelligence in the smart in Superman? The one that's very smart, and from what I've seen, is the one that comes out in the CW TV series. Mm-hmm. He's like very smart, Clark Kent, yep. pretty good father style, and all that. So if you implement that into the movie Superman, exactly, that's very cool. Exactly, I like that. we need something that, especially in the movies. Now, obviously, like I said, he goes on a killer spree, he sucks his life out of victims. Lois now comes across Parasite, which brings our first encounter with. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. I got some interruption here. Brings us our first encounter with, with Superman. Superman barely makes it out alive. Lex Luthor tries to cover up the incident, but Lois gets the proof she needs to get Lex Luthor in, arrested. Parasite and Superman fight eventually at the end of the film, of course. They get the big old sh- shindig. Showdown. Right. Superman wins, of course. Everybody finally beats Parasite and finds you know, gets smart. One get thing I would like to for them to have, mm-hmm. and I always love these in the old Superman movies, mm-hmm. for Superman uh, at the end of it all, fly up into the sky mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. He looks one way, he's like, nothing here. Everything's good. Yep. Looks other, nothing here. All right, cool. Smiles at the camera and flies away. True. I would like for them to bring that back. It always made everything feel like there was hope after all. Yeah, why not? But why not? Now, the other thing would be is, now, uh, Daily Planet drops LexCorp, but Lex Luthor gets it, gets the charges drop on a technicality. Beats the system, as of always. Of course, because he has to have somebody in his pocket. Yeah, that's right. Now, Lois never finds finds out about Clark Kent being Superman. Clark decides to keep his hidden 
keep his identity hidden. The end credit. Now this that ends the film, obviously in in the positive limelight, but it just tells us moving on to the next story. Lex Luthor gets gets all charges dropped. He's gonna become free again. He's gonna try to get his namesake right. Superman finally wins. He's in the storyline of, of positivity. Lois Lane and Clark, you know, Clark finds him intriguing, and they just want to make, you know, they're gonna show the the love story. That just yeah. the stepping stone of the love story gives us hope, right? Yeah, it gives us potters away. Now, in in the end credit here, let me see where I end up with over here, everybody. This whole thing just keeps moving around. Superman arrested. Let's go and charge him. All right, there we go. The end credit. The end credit shows everybody Wayne Corp buying the Daily Planet. Oh. Yeah, and installing a new security team in the building for the possible retaliation of Lex Luthor. Clark meets Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, who is the head of security at Wayne Corp. She smiles at Clark, saying, you can use the extra help if needed. Not like that. Now, come on now. Now, doesn't that give Wayne Corp and Batman another stepping stone of, I know what's happening but it also gives us development of Batman himself too, without even seeing the guy. Your main pick, main two characters, Superman and Batman. Superman just got a great storyline to get him started off of why he is who he is as Superman. But it also, we've already gotten the second step of Wayne Corp. We don't know who Batman is. We haven't seen him, but we know that he's watching and listening. As we should know, from the detective of all detectives. He's always aware. Always aware. Even in front of Lex Luthor, everybody. I'm sorry. Him. He needs to be ahead of Lex Luthor. It cannot be no way, no ifs, ands, or buts that he's before or after Luthor. That is crap. That's the only reason why I found an issue with the Snyderverse is that he's behind Luthor. That, no, 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 no. no. He needs I to be agree. ahead. Well, let me ask you. You said Barbara Gordon, right? Facts. So my question to you is at this point, with the wheelchair, where she's Oracle, or as Batgirl? As Batgirl first. Okay. Okay, All as right. Batgirl first. Because now, when we get the Batman film, we've already gotten, I think, in my perspective, that's going to be the first Batman film, The Killing Joke. That should be my first Batman film. Because it happens, it, it introduces everyone else, but it also just starts off with there. Because with DC, we've already gotten the origin. We've already got another key characters. And the fact that you're introducing Batgirl right now, which you need to give attention to and give respect to after the fact that you canceled the Batgirl film, give her that positive limelight. Give her the film in helming in the new, the first Batman film, basically called The Killing Joke. That should be your first film to basically, bam, shoe shot. He's, Batman's already Batman. He's already been involved. His has... He's had Dick Grayson. He's had probably Tim Drake, the Red Hood, or whatever case it be. But even then, that just gives a stamp of where he's at right now. For me, uh, if I was to do implement an uh, end credit scene, I would implement an end credit scene of instead of like building the heroes, I yep. want to build the villain. Mm -hmm. That's my deal. It's you want to build a stepping point of why um, Superman is important to the series. Okay. For me, it would be. The stepping point will be Luther walks into some type of office, mm -hmm. turns on the computer or something, mm -hmm. and something comes on screen. 
and he talks to it. He tells him, oh, you know, everything's working as planned, blah, blah, blah. And okay. who comes out on the screen? Just three dots. Brainiac. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. That's good that's, enough. That's good. That's good. That's why I'm like, yeah. dude, if you do something like that, imagine right. how people will be like, you have an oh shit moment right there. Facts. But you're already building the idea of why a Justice League is about to happen. Right. It's right. not about like, you know, like in um in the uh, uh Marvelverse. Right. You had the Tesseract. Right. The Tesseract, Tesseract went around, but you didn't know who the villain was until right. after during Avengers. Right. Where you heard about Thanos at the end of the facts, movie. Facts, facts, facts. Here, end of movie part one. Right. You just get a glimpse of who's coming. Yeah. Kind of like what they did with uh, Batman vs Superman at the end, where they you know ping 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 ping. Yeah. Here comes Doomsday. Here you got Brainiac symbol. I think in my I think we're kind of the key key perspective of what's gonna be the first villain of the Justice League. I think League. we both already know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna let you go ahead, go first while you do All that. Right. All right. So, um, second film, uh, it's gonna be called Green Lantern. I like that idea because it goes, like I said initially, it goes away from the Batman and Superman. I think the reason why I wanted to do Green Lantern, and I'm going to tell you for a very important history tree, is that I believe Green Lantern is not uh, just, he was, Ryan Reynolds had a good idea. Sadly, you know, you just had the wrong person writing the movie and the wrong directors. Um, In my ideal, I think you need to have I think you need to have Green Lantern think on a guy known as, like the villain will have to be someone who makes sense for Green Lantern to take on him. Uh, but instead of focusing on Hal Jordan, which is the original Green Lantern, well, not the original, there was one before him, uh, you go with uh, a more popular one that a lot of people love in Jon Stewart. So for me, uh, if I was to go with Jon Stewart, the villain will have to be a guy named Guy Pompton. AKA the evil star. If you want to look it up and see what that guy looks like, dude, his storyline for guy, for guy Ponton, the evil star is he's a scientist who creates a device known as a star band. This allows him to draw power from the stars, making him immortal as he tries to conquer earth. And it's up to newly appointed green lantern. So in my, in my mind, he creates this, um, Kind of like, let me uh, repeat it again because I think I kind of messed up. Twenty K, give me a second. <laughs> so the movie I had in mind is Green Lantern. Okay. That's good. I mean, that's good. Yeah. So the villain is known as Gaia Guy Pumpton, aka the Evil Star. Evil Star. He creates a device that helps him kind of like, uh, it's called the Star Band, and it helps him generate power from the stars, like steal power from the stars, and it makes him kind of like immortal. Okay. So I feel like this guy is going to have to take on a newly appointed Green Lantern and John Stewart himself and the Lantern Corpse. Okay. That's pretty much what I wrote down. Notes would be that uh, I had small notes. So, of course, Hal Jordan will be mentioned in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guardians are looking at potential threats, a.k.a. they're seen as potential threats. Mm-hmm. They see Brainiac ships flying okay. around. Okay. And Hawkgirl makes a brief cameo in this movie. So, John Stewart will be my my uh, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and Hawkgirl will be like a side helper to him. 
Okay. Like the love interest. Got it. So that's my uh, movie part two. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. I think the reason why I didn't go with, with the Green Lantern movie just yet is because John Stewart's story is still in the works. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was James Gunn, you're going to want to, and this is where I get a mixture feeling with, obviously, in storyline, how Jordan has to be, it is the main Green Lantern, right? He's their main guy or whatever case it be. But why not switch things up and where I'm, where things are kind of been going wrong? Make John Stewart like they did with the cartoon series. John Stewart being the actual Justice League first Justice League Green Lantern, right? Yeah. So bring him in. Bring how they do that storyline, and just kind of revamp on there. But you haven't started the writing yet. You kind of turned back the clock and went back to the writing court when it comes to the Green Lantern stuff. Mix them in with now your new set of movies that you want to plan out. So with that being said, that's where I'm going to head up with. John Stewart being the pinnacle point. Hal Jordan, obviously, of course, will eventually be my second character that I'm going to evolve into and be my second Green Lantern in the story. Right? Yeah, that's my my deal was also to start off with John Stewart because mm-hmm. I always liked his um his version of Green Lantern more too. than Hal Jordan. I did too. Um, and then... A thing I want to do, the reason why I want to do a Green Lantern movie mm-hmm. is because you could do so much with oh my God. space. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with him being in space, you have the potential of, you know, him getting into a bar fight because of Hot Girl. Right. What if he gets into, like, a bar fight with Marsh, you know, or with Martians and different type of aliens that we never seen before? True. I mean, that's what I kind of want to do with the Blue Beetle. You introduce all the other characters. Yeah, all so the we're space both characters. on the same page with that, you know, yeah. space characters. Mm-hmm. But another reason why, because the Guardians are also kind of like the Batman, you know, the Guardians keep an eye around Earth. Earth. Looking around to They're see what's going on. all different lanterns. They look around Earth. They look mm-hmm. around everything that's going around in space itself. Yep. And they're aware as the movie progresses, they're they come aware of a spaceship that belongs to Brainiac. Yep. So this now is more and more building up to we're about to have an invasion coming. Oh yeah. And you want you know, you want to send your guys out there because whoever's out on Earth, they're not gonna be able to take care of this guy by himself. You need to send your whole army out there Facts. to help them. Facts. So we're not talking about just one lantern. No, we're talking about whole multiple the lantern court, basically. Yeah, going down to Earth. Yep. To help out because you have a Brainiac army coming toward you. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I, right. that kind of plays into my third film that I would like to helm the whole set series, right? Yeah. All right. Moving on to my third film, everybody. The third and final, not third and final film, but the third film to stamp the new gunverse for the future films that could and it, it basically connect to the Justice League, right? Is Martian Manhunter. That would have to be my third film to go out that way. We don't get we haven't got a Martian Martin no, like Martian Manhunter. Let me just say it, something real quick yeah. before you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just mention one thing to you because it's funny. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my third film is Martian Manhunter. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we buddy. both had we <laughs> both were building up to it. Yeah, we have to. So, John Johns. Yeah, exactly. So now my Martian Manhunter will go about this. Okay? Yeah, let's take turns on this. Go ahead. You okay. tell me yours, I'll take you mine. So mine would be the Martian Manhunter takes place, takes place where John where John long time ago in Mars, now where the Civil War is probably close to a breaking point between the White Martians and the Green Martians. Okay? 
because we all know that's his storyline, right? So John is working as a detective and uncovers White Martian, portraying himself as a Green Martian on the on the Manhunter Task Force, because the Manhunter name came from a particular police task force in Mars. That's why we call him Martian Manhunter. Manhunter is the name of the detective task force that's on there. Marsh Manor himself was a detective. So that's why we get that name from. Now, John gets himself into trouble being falsely accused of a crimes that being committed by the white Martians. Who goes to show there? Like, that's a particular... Okay, th- that's why I picked that particular storyline. Because it's it's a general storyline that comes across between in crime stories. A good cop gets involved in some bad stuff. And he's being falsely accused, so now he has to get his namesake right. That's a good story. How you tell it just intrigues everybody in, right? So now my main villain, Kaon, is a is the secret villain. Like it's one of theirs. Okay, Maleficent is the twin brother. Not Maleficent, but Ma- Malefic is the twin brother of John, who secretly is married to to Kaon, if that's the right name. And Maleficent disapproves of what's John wanting to have peace with the White Martians. Kaon dies during a major battle. Maleficent escapes. Suddenly, Brainiac invades Mars. And while the Martians find ways to escape, John heads back home only to find his wife and daughter murdered. Maleficent leaves a message saying, now you know how it feels. See you soon. John then rushes off. John gets to a spaceship and escapes to Earth. And the end credits show Brainiac on his computer looking into Earth and says, not yet, but soon. Hmm, damn. Okay. So my storyline will basically be, my storyline is going to, it's a little bit more, more in depth. Okay. This is just the, the basics. But you can go more in depth to how, why John has a big issue with Malefic, and why they obviously they're one and one of twin brothers, and they've always been the evil, like the, this number one evil guy. But now you figure out why, though. It's a backstory between their connection with each other as twin brothers. Now, we've always known in some stories where brother against brother, there's always that envious. Why anything? Now, Kaon is uh, is an also, if you look her up, she's also another villain character on there. She's a green Martian. Oh, wow. Right. But now in this story, I would change that up to being a white Martian and why she fell in love with Malefic. But all of a sudden, she dies in a particular battle, but also in the big investigation between all this. And leads into a horrific murder between John's wife and daughter because that's been his story. His wife and daughter passed away and, and Mars, he, came to... he escaped and basically live, live in a different life. So with, with Martian Manhunter, my storyline is a little bit more darker, a little bit more current, like an everyday human type of just real quick guys. All right, so just real quick, guys, I want to say thank y'all, cool catchers, listening to our rants, listening to us, just talking about the gun versus Snyder versus everything DC style that's got to change in order for it to go right, to go right for us comic book fans. Hashtag Love Shark Week. Hashtag <laughs> Long Live the Nerds. <laughs> but yes, so back get, to what you were saying. Right, back to what I was saying. I mean, like it just goes, 
it get Martian Manhunter storyline is really going to be more dark. It's going to be one of the most, not one of the most, I, but really the one main dark story within the DC verse, which actually can open up more toward uh, what DC should be about. Exactly. I always feel like DC doesn't have to be the like always goody two shoe type yeah, of thing like Marvel. DC you can go back be and more forth. dark. Depending on the hero or the villain, because it should be based I on mean, real, more real life incidents, scenarios, exactly. Yeah. Because you're not, no one ever, you know, we all experience life and death. We always, we all have seen right. how horrific real life is. Can be. So why don't we teach people and kids as it is that to you overcome know, to overcome all these bad obstacles? As exactly. It is. And I so, think that's a big story with John. John mm-hmm. overcomes the incidents. My storyline, he's going to have a horrific ending. His wife, yeah. he finds out his wife and daughter passes away. But in the midst of all that, he gets these like, high, like you know, visions of his wife and daughter wanting him to move on, just to keep moving forward, Daddy. Don't, don't, don't stop here. There's a, there's a bigger thing at the end of the rainbow where you're, the, the earth, earthlings are going to need yeah. your assistance. They're going to need your help. You already know who it is. You solved the murder. Congratulations. You got to find a way to stop and- them. Being a Martian, he could have so much technology in advance that helps him probably like see his daughter and and his wife and mm-hmm. like of course he won't be able he'll probably be like Kryptonians where he could talk to them and re and not and uh talk to them mm-hmm. but more like but um, that's my thing I think like the, interact with them that's what I'm saying agreed and and that's why with this being said I don't know where to. I think this will be a different in-depth type of person where to put the storyline heads up because this storyline has to be way before Superman lands on a Krypton. I mean, lands on um, planet Earth. So it has yeah, to be before like that. John Johns has to be around Earth for such a long time. He's it's a Martian, so he, he has to live longer. Uh, like, when he's getting old, like when people are getting old around him, mm-hmm. he has to play the fact that he's old too. But then mm-hmm. he could make them believe, oh, well, you know, my dad died. I'm now the new... John Johns, you know, I was just right. I was in college. He sent me out, so all the time, John Johns could play out the fact that he's been around for such a long time, very long time. But he changes who he is when, and you know, he knows how to uh, adapt. Adapt. Yep. So now he's back to now being a new detective who went to these different schools, and of course, Facts. with him being able to mind control, Facts. he could have people write them all these like you know. Oh, you got a degree in this and that, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, here's my professor, and the professor would be like, "Oh yeah, John Johns was a good student, you know, his right. father who passed away recently." Or even then, not yeah. even like even and then at that point too, you don't want your name to be out there in, in 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 the media. So for him knowing that, he knows that his name should not be present in, in present day tongue. So how so do I go about John like, Junior? Just leaving about that. Just yeah. he, the story is about such and such character. So he's giving other people the limelight he's staying away from all that because he doesn't want to shed the light towards him now that's why i said when it came to area 51 you want to in, intertwine with martian manhunter with 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 uh clark kent as being the kryptonian because they find out that there were a lot of things that occurred out in space hmm, okay. so the earth now wants to figure out what's going on but that's why with with the martian manhunter throughout the film you do kind of mention that the Kryptonians wouldn't handle this particular situation like this when they had their battle with such and such, or, you know, the Thanagarians and the Green Lanterns and stuff like that. So, and even in this film, this is why I think with the first three films, you're setting the stone for an outer space invasion. 
Now we all know, yes, Apocalypse, Apoc, you know what, what's it called? Um, Dark Side lives out there, but don't give him the first one, being the first rodeo of being the Thanos of Marvel. Give it to Brainiac. Show Brainiac invading other planets beforehand, before he lands onto Earth and invades them, which now collects all the Justice League coming together. That there's this outer space person invading Earth and giving one else. John John Jones, or not John Jones? Oh my God, I can't believe I mentioned the UFC John guy. Jones, but I forgot God. what his real name is. Yes, indeed, man. Oh my lord, he brought up his fear of fighter later. Yeah, gentlemen. forget that guy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> give us, give us John. Get, it basically connecting with Batman because obviously he knows that Batman's been trying to talk to everybody. Now giving him the connection with Wonder Woman and everyone else, and recruiting everybody in in the film of coming together and facing. Brainiac. That's like that. where I start off with the first three films and what gives you the stepping stones to the first Justice League film involving them going against Brainiac. So for my third film, uh, that's the difference between me and Tony Kidd, everybody. Mm-hmm. Is Tony Kidd actually went in depth with everything, and I that's one thing. Um, I'm going to put it this way. You could tell the difference between writers. I'm more mm-hmm. of a, I like to just put the plot out and find somebody who to write it for me. <laughs> but I give you a plot, you know, I give you the idea. Yep. Tony Kidd gives you a full story of what he thinks would be Back perfect with. and how it good Kidd uh, flows. Mm-hmm. And as you see, both of us have a way of carrying it over into mm-hmm. Justice League. But the one thing I'm intrigued is that we both had Brainiac. Being as, our first villain. Yeah. We yeah. had Brainiac as our first villain for Justice League. Mm-hmm. We had Superman as our lead character. Character. Facts. But we also have Martian Manhunter playing a key role in all of this. Exactly. Yes. So in me, I thought of uh, just like you, my story would start off in the future. Mm-hmm. There's a Martian Manhunter. Uh, in the future see, or in the past? In the future. There's a reason why. There's oh. a Martian. Okay. Uh, he's like from Mars. He's out there in the future, like a hundred years into the future. This is how far this is. Really? Yes. Okay. He's uh. So now Earth knows about Martian Manhunter. He's been around. You know everything about the Justice League has happened a hundred years before. Wow. So this is into the future, hundred uh-huh. years now. This guy is a Martian on Earth also, but he's a thief, a well-known thief. He goes around. He steals, robs banks, and everything. What? So his name is Ben Burns. He's a Martian, a villain for mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter. What happens is that this guy stumbles into, like, while he's trying to flee authorities, he stumbles into a time machine that sends him back to where Martian Manhunter is at. Mm-hmm. So now this guy comes into Earth, comes into present time, I mean, not into Earth, comes into present time, and he develops a group. He goes out there and starts, you know, getting people that he knows could help him rob banks and stuff. He's robbing banks. He's killing people. Mm-hmm. And so now they bring in a new detective to like try to figure out who is doing all these bank robberies. Okay. Well, the detective they bring in is no other than John Johns, but mm-hmm. I forgot what his real name is as a civilian. It's John something. So detective John is the one trying to solve these crimes little by little. Mm-hmm. And it leads to, of course, it's going to lead to a fight between him and between those two Martians on Earth. And it's going to lead to Ben Burns going against John Johns in a Martian uh, thing battle thing. So that's pretty much my story. My story is uh, 
Okay. John John's is a detective because in some stories he's always been a detective. Always been F, right? Exactly. Yeah, and uh, like in Man of Steel, he's a soldier. Right. So I wanted to implement more of what I like grew up knowing him of. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really been the a key point. Like I, the storyline of Martian Manhunter never never really has, in my opinion, been really been touched on or even mentioned within the TV series, like the cartoon oh, series of uh, Justice League, um, the animated series. But also even that too within the other TV series, the comic books, whatever case, comic books for sure. But I mean, like uh, when he came on in Super, uh, Supergirl in her series, but also too in the movie with with Snyderverse, he's been shown, but not really, really been a, like a, focal, a focal point, point. of no, or like attention. You get glimpses. I mean, like exactly. the first Justice League main episode, right, was against the Mara White Martians. Exactly because, the invasion of the yeah. White Martians, right, and I. At first, I was aiming toward that, but I thought, no, you know what? Let's go with somebody who people have been waiting for. Correct. Bring in Brainiac. Bring in Brainiac. But Brainiac doesn't have to work alone. That's why exactly. the army that he has could not just be Brainiac Martian, you know, Brainiac robots. No, right. what if he has a white Martian army teaming up with them? Could be. Some, could so basically it. some soldiers, some stooges yeah. that works for him. Right. Okay. So... What I thought of Ben Barnes is that since he's 100 years from the future, mm-hmm. he knows about Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is and everything. Mm-hmm. So Martian Manhunter is in a world now, in a dilemma, where he has to figure out how am I going to beat a guy who knows a lot about me yeah, and yeah. I know nothing about him. Yeah, right, right. And when I try to read his mind, he knows how to block me from Facts. it. Facts. And that, it's hard for him to read a mind. He, that's why he never really paid attention to like, well, it's not him. It could be someone else. So, yeah. I give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. I want to implement that. Mm-hmm. But also I want to implement that probably Master Manhunter. And this guy could talk. Like when they have interviews and stuff, when he finally catches them at some point, they could talk about like, you know, um what what's been going on. What you know, what if Ben Burns is like, oh, yeah, you know, your ideal of the future is not what you think. Yeah. A lot has happened, but, you know, I can't tell you none of it. Like, he's over here trying to keep the future from Bon John. From blowing up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's, I never really, I never really would pay attention to the future part of things because I think I would leave the future to the Flash. Because at this point right now, this is my, this is my thing why I never really pay attention to the future because. We never really got a good key in the past. What happened in the past to what brings it to the present? Flash is already going about to give us the future and how it's going to come about and all that kinds of stuff. So I think at this point right now, to change the game of DC is, let's not mention in time travel per se just yet. Like we've already got the glimpse of Snyderverse and how they mess with time travel. We've already getting messed with Marvel. They're getting into time travel. How do we make ourselves different? Because when we do time travel here, the way I did it, mm-hmm. he stumbled into the time machine. Right. So there's no speed force being used. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which is good. That's what I mean. That that right there is already a good different stepping stone to what time travel could be. And that and then and now that's not a communication. Because yeah. Flash is gonna get involved. So Flash is gonna want to discuss what occurred and this becomes the conversation. And Flash has to know. Right. I can't go back in time. Mm-hmm. Because later on in Flash's movie, he's going to have to talk to uh, Reverse Flash who tells him, you know, you can't go back in time. Right. 
even if like me, I got to be careful what I do here because my future is doomed. But exactly, I hate you so much. I'm trying to destroy your future. Mm -hmm. But this guy coming back, he stumbled by accident. It wasn't a purpose of like, oh, I want to travel back. No, he stumbled on this machine. Mm -hmm. Who knows who was building it? Right. He ends up on this earth and he starts doing all these things that's already messing things up. Mm -hmm. So what is the invasion that Brainiac was supposed to do? Is now sooner, yeah, because of this, yeah. So that's why I'm like, in my mind, this is perfect because it changes the whole landscape already before it even happens, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you'll never know about it because, of course, Ben Burns could probably, as things are changing, he could tell them probably in the Justice League movie, mm -hmm. he could be like, you know, things that are happening now are not what. Happened in my time. Or what what they seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like in my time, you know, this guy never existed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you now you have him coming around. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's good. Either way, that's that's a good storyline. I like it. Mm -hmm. at, either way, at this point right now, I think me and you have a good me and you without even discussing too much, because this is where I like that's what I like about these type of conversations with you because I know I know you want to discuss it amongst each other before as we write the stories, but the fact that we've reached to the point where it it is the same scenario where we want to just goes to show that regardless of what direction you're gonna go with, the main focus that they need to do is development. Yeah. Main focus is development. Main focus is as the benefit to DC. You can you can discuss and talk and mention numerous different DC characters that will eventually lead into your end point because there's no there's no limit there's no no, no, no asking for assistance there's no asking permission and, and you can get there one thing I want to add uh, I did write down what I had for in store Justice League movie mm -hmm. I do have Batman Superman Wonder Woman and all that. The only difference between what people would have had, and I'm not sure what you would have done with your Justice League movie, is mm -hmm. mine. These guys don't get assembled by one guy looking for them and everything. Correct. I feel like all these people get assembled because they stumbled onto this war as it is. And they come across each other. Yeah. They all think that they're enemies, but then they find out, like, who are you working for? Like, oh, we're not working for that guy. We're trying to stop the guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All right, fine. Let's all team up. We are... Justice and they see Superman, and I feel like that would be the main focus. Is right. once Superman appears to be in the battle, everyone starts coming in to help them because they know the fact that he's a good guy in yeah. that sense. They've seen him in the news at Daily Planet, they've seen him across social media from the Daily Planet and all everyone else. And even mm -hmm. then, Batman knows that he's a and good guy. And that's when you introduce Batman, yes. you introduce Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman, right? All within this film, right. Because that'll be that's Green something Lander. no one's well, ever done. In a sense, well, for yeah. you it would be Green Lantern because he's already involved. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I get you. And that's something I wanted to do. I want to have a movie where the hero, like mm. the ones that you always seen, like SG3 asked, mm. why are you gonna have Aquaman, Batman, Aquaman. Wonder Woman? Right, you know, right. Why start off with people you already know? Right. 
not me. I want to bring them in where nobody expects them to come in. It, no, no backstory. I don't need no. a solo film. All these other characters who already got them in the Snyderverse, even yeah. though yes, they weren't involved in this storyline. Another thing is we've already got to mention in this movie. You could start having like Aquaman has problems with something's going on. Invasion is happening within his waters. Facts. So now he has to start bringing out his army to take on this invasion. But I think at that point, I would already have him be on the good side of of Atlantis. Yeah. We at that point he's, he's already al- king. Thank you. He's already king of Atlantis. And he's already trying to protect his kingdom. There we go. And then he calls a friend that he knows that is in the Amazonian territory. Facts. He's like, hey, uh, you know, we need help. Right. And the Amazonians are gonna be like, we need help. Right. Imagine that's how you got Brain X army already installed in these two areas going at it. Mm-hmm. It's a different change of the game, but different storyline of things. But it's also been already introduced in the DC comic books. And in this movie, as it plays along, you have points where Superman and Brainiac are going to talk. Yeah. They're going to now, go who... back and forth about. Go ahead. Okay. They're going to go back and forth about how Brainiac, um, how Superman knows about Brainiac. Yeah, he's going to yeah. tell him, you know, my dad, you know, he's going to go to Fortress of Solitude. This dad's going right. to tell him. Dude, the guy you're facing, he has your cousin's planet right. in a you know, in a bowl. Right. You gotta try to get her out there. And he's gonna try to figure out more about Brainiac as himself too. Right. So now, I feel like I'm sorry, I go keep cutting you off. The reason why is I feel like that's the more important thing is if you look at uh the one thing that I didn't like about the Justice League movie at all. Mm-hmm. No interaction between the bad guy and the heroes. Mm-hmm. No, no talk. No dialogue. I feel like I mean the only thing Steppenwolf had a better dialogue of all the characters between himself and Wonder Woman's Amazon yeah. tribe. Just that but, little moment, exactly. But I feel like here, the Brainiac starts giving Superman a lesson about Krypton mm-hmm. more than what he knows. You know, mm-hmm. like this is Krypton. Here's this. And we that. worked together at one time, and, yeah. But then, I, as I'm an AI, I decided to step away, make my own life, and all that kind of stuff. And I started invading all these other characters and all these other planets. That's where it evolved. Then the Guardians and why they went from one planet to a different planet. Green Lantern. That's why they moved their planet to a different planet. All this kind of stuff involved. Blue Beetles planet. Move. That's why I eradicated the like, Beetles. But they've they've also why the Blue Beetles Corp basically separated with within the universe or different multiple universes. And the way you play that off is had Brainiac appear in the movie mm-hmm. as somebody who just landed on Earth. Right. Superman takes friend of him. Right. He doesn't know it's Brainiac. Doesn't know it's a villain. Okay. He sees him as a good guy. And this guy befriends Superman as a because, fact of being a Kryptonian, Kryptonian uh, computer system. Because he knows he could manipulate. mess around, manipulate Superman to believe. But oh, he also I'm wants a good to guy. know how great he can be. Yeah. And if he's gonna be that key scientific point, then I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my eye on that guy so I can eventually get to the point where and I'm gonna steal. As you. this movie starts building up, it's not until like as the movie starts building up, mm-hmm. that's when the invasion starts coming in. Yep. And he starts talking, you know, he's sending in the White Martians first. Right. He's not sending in the Brainiac army. He's right. sending in the White Martians. And he coils off to help them fight the White Martians. Mm-hmm. Like, tell them, oh, these guys did this and that, you know? Right. So all this time, Brainiac is playing you like a fool. Mm-hmm. And you're falling for it. Right, right, right. It's not until Brainiac, you know, until your dad, you walk into the Fortress of Solitude and your dad tells you the truth about Brainiac. Right. Now it's, okay, we're going to get hands. 
Superman yeah. against Brainiac, real hands. Right. That's what I was gonna say. That's bad, but I think I think the key key character that would play as Brainiac is Brian Cranston. Oh, as Zordon. Zordon from I like him. I, I think he would be your main voice. I wanted Brainiac to have like a really strong voice, mm-hmm. and I've always liked this guy from the Geico commercials. Not Geico commercials. Uh, no, Allstate. Allstate. Allstate commercials. That guy's voice for Brainiac, sure. dude. That's fine. I like that. That's fine. I'm okay That's with that. You haven't put an input at all. Casting wise, you name a good. Wait for you to get your hand. You mean what? The guy from Allstate? Yeah. I think he'll be good. Allstate. Stands. And, and yeah. visually, well, as a movie, like Justice League again. He still can Brainiac. get the facial features and get them all in there, but also we'll pick Grant, Brian Cranston. If he has, to, if you don't know, Breaking Bad, the main character is Breaking Bad. The white guy in Upside, uh, the the Malcolm uh, in the Middle, Malcolm in the Middle, the father oh, in that okay, one, okay. Yeah, you know I'm Zordon who played that guy. That dude's been back and forth. You give him that voice and, as a voice character, and then give somebody mm-hmm. else a different look like they did with Silver Surfer. Why not? I'm trying to think of you know what this guy has a good <laughs> voice though, Dave Batista. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, dude, Batista no Batista's got that voice that he could like change. So, I ain't gonna lie, he's like, like, he's a him. freaking chameleon. Listen to him in Drax, man. Yeah. Look at look at the new movie coming out. Yeah. Um, knock he on would, the door. Right. Yeah. With him like, and M. Shite, M. M. Night Shyamalan, uh, he plays Shyamalan, like yeah. a crazy villain type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like if you look at the voice, it's like yeah, it's, it's totally different. Voice. That's it, it's like more like more dark, more 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 horse, more raspy. Yes. You know. So I yes. mean, you you have all that, dude. True. And I mean, if you're looking for physique, dude's got it. Facts. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I like that actually. I like that idea. But you know what? Somebody else, because we can't see him. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> I mean, oh no, Batista, I get you. The yeah. chip and everything. No, 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 I'm talking about John Cena. I'm not gonna lie, John Cena. I will play as a uh, gold, um, gold booster, booster oh, gold, booster gold, booster gold. And the, and the John, gold. James Gunn version. Well, that's the gold. thing. I think he's staying as um, peacemaker. Yeah. But the, is that caterism to James Gunn, though? Yeah. This is my thing. I feel like that's Gunn, caterism to Gunn. I think Gunn wants to keep what he created on his own but area. But already, he already entwined himself with the whole Snyderverse characters. You already showed up uh, Ezra Miller as a Flash and Jason Momoa as Aquaman at the end of Peacemaker. So you've already co- connected yourself with the Snyderverse. Well, I think now that's why you got wanna... the Flash movie coming out because I think a lot of things that are going to happen in this Flash movie is going to erase everything. Yeah, erase, fl- erase Ezra Miller as a Flash. <laughs> that's the main thing I would hey, do. Hey, listen, listen. He he is the epitome of the Flash, man. Why no, 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 no. There we go. There well, we go. I mean, we need a different version of the Flash. I yeah. agree, but um, other than that, other than Cena or Batista or even, um, you know what? Let me go ahead and ask you guys a question. You guys have been bringing up Batman mm-hmm. a couple times already tonight, and I'm doing this mostly because of the gentleman sitting over here to my <laughs> right. Would you guys keep Robert Pattinson? Hell no. no. Hell no. Thank you for asking me that question. No and no and no and no and no and no. But I know this guy will love. No, not at all. You would lie. No, I want Robert Pattinson to stay where he's at. Uh I like those type of movies for him. Uh That's not what I want in here because. Within the the new DC. Reason why is because keep that where it's at because I want him to be focal point of that. Nowhere Mm -hmm. near here. Reason why is for one purpose. Mm hmm. I want this Batman to be able to be 
around Justice League. Yeah. No schedule conflicts or anything like, oh, I can't do this because I'm here. I can't do that because I'm here. Second thing, mm-hmm. this Batman has to have a true physique compared to what, like, a Bruce Lee would look like or Brad Pitt would look like, you know? Yeah. He has to have that real physique that you know he's a martial artist. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that's missing with the other one is Robert Pattinson is in good shape. Yeah. But he's not Batman shape. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, I don't consider him Batman shape, though, man. That's just me. Yeah. I consider, like, if you look at it, the costume compliments him to look like Batman. Facts. Because him personally, he's, I don't, I never seen that man in the gym. No, that's why. It's like, he's even said before the film, uh, I haven't worked out. No. Yeah, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. And that's why it's like, okay, you want him just for his acting chops? Okay, keep him there where he could act. Right here, I want a good actor, yes. But I also want somebody who takes the body build that Batman has seriously. Bruce has to be... He's a martial artist. So if you're a martial artist, then that means to tell me that you got to be toned. Let's say you got to be... You ain't got to be bulky. No. But you got to be toned up. But you also have to be near your 20s. Just because you need somebody young for this role to be able to last for years to come. Facts. But even then, that goes to show what he ended up leaving his life as Bruce Wayne to go out and find out uh, the different way to fight fight evil and then come back at an early age enough to kind of last long. I said this about Bond, and I'll probably ask you, do you prefer to hire a no-name for Bruce Wayne? Could be. Uh, maybe. Um, since you're asking me, I'll go, I'll go based off of somebody like a, I already said him, but if I was to go based off of somebody that has like that, like the kind of physique you're looking for, like the martial arts one, you can't even say Vin Diesel anymore. Um, man, there's a, you know what? You guys ever seen the movie, uh, Never Back Down? Yeah. The hero in that movie. Cause he's a pretty boy. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a pretty boy. How old is that kid? Oh, he's, he's probably old like, now. yeah, he's old now. He's probably like in his thirties, but I mean, he still's got the look. Yeah, he's on his own now because it's the same thing as um, with Amber Heard. She was on that film too, as well. But she was what eighteen when she did the movie? Probably that was two thousand eight. Yeah, I mostly what he's in his early thirties. He's just fine. Yeah. Let's see. Let me I, break mean, down. I mean, if we if we Sean Ferris as Jake Tyler in that film, yeah, he is Sean. currently. Ooh, I don't know, man. He's currently at forty years old now. Oh yeah, he's past it's crazy. That's what Would it be bad, but? Past 40. I want somebody in their 20s. Yeah, because she's... And right now... Yeah, she's at 36. So she was only like four, four years younger than the guy when yeah. they made that film. So, yeah. That means that... But Sean Ferris' Thomas Wayne wouldn't Max. be bad. How am I going? Nah, I, you know what? If I was to put a Thomas Wayne, I'll put someone like like an Anthony Hopkins. Someone like that. You know, because if you think about it, he tried to keep cool in that situation when he was getting murdered. Yeah. He was an older guy so you already. Want, you already older. Already like... You know what, dude? I did what I had to do. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Gary uh, Gary Oldman as well. Just keep it chill. Just keep it cool. Keep it calm. Keep it relaxed. I have a gun in front of me, but I'm trying to keep my wife cool. I'm trying to keep my son cool. Hey, right. man. Just, just relax what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a conversation. Nah, dude. I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> it, that's the thing. You could, so many good actors that could play Thomas Wayne. Um, and with them being even at a young age, why not just get somebody who's done... Uh, Batman before. Mm-hmm. Shit, get back, bring back to um George Clooney as Thomas Wayne. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, no. no, like honestly, dude, even even when he was Batman and Bruce Wayne, he didn't sell it for me, man. 
He didn't sell me like like the Playboy, like the philanthropist. He didn't sell me that kind of style. He sold me more like the I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> like literally. I think I think of one characters of all the Snyderverse that should have. I wish he would have played as you know Thomas Wayne is Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. Oh, he, he was, was he was that he was actually portrayed as Thomas Wayne in the, the flashbacks with in Batman vs Superman with with Ben and Affleck. The that played his to wife see, was actually perfect. To see him, to see him as Thomas Wayne, and to see him be me portray that character moving forward, I would have loved to see him in the outfit. I'd love to see him in the Batman Batman costume. You know who but, else? But I don't know how old he is. Would we'll we'll be like Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. You know who? Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon would be interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Or why not? If we want to go that route, Ben Affleck. Yeah, true. No, oh, why but, not? Bring him back. But I mean, at this point, though, like, why bring him back as Thomas Wayne? I don't think he You're... wants to either, though. But that'd be... No, yeah, that's either true. Way. Either way, what other characters we have could be going on for it. It would be nice. But yeah. this us put this way. Oh, man, I like where your storyline's heading up. I think I like where my story... I love where my storyline's heading up. <laughs> of course, because <laughs> you wrote it. Right, exactly. No, but I like how we both I said it we, the ended up with freaking using uh Brainiac being the main guy. Yeah. All right, fans. This is I think that's ends of our rope here on the reject rundown. So, Thank you guys for joining uh, us here. You know, the, opened it. Chilling so, with the rejects, but go ahead. All right, guys. Well, once again, you crazy cats. Thank you for catching us and uh, chilling with the rejects. We appreciate y'all very much. Have a great night and keep doing what you're doing. Word up. <laughs>